2: Greetings, Nerdist Podcast listeners. My molecules are in an excited state. This is a very special episode of the Nerdist Podcast. But first, some quick announcements. Number one, we will be doing a Nerdist Podcast live episode December 15th at Meltdown Comics in Los Angeles. It'll be a slightly different format. Uh, Comedians, you should know. It is an all-stand-up show featuring my friends like Matt Bronger, Kyle Kinane, Natasha Legere. It's going to be super fun. Details are at Nerdist.com. Also, the Nerdist Podcast t-shirt is finally here. Just in time for Christmas, conveniently. Uh, You can see all the details on that on Nerdist.com as well. Okay, now this episode. Uh, I have to extend a billion thank yous to Devin Johnson from the BBC who made this possible. Uh, He's been amazing. Months ago, he said he would get mad on the podcast, and he did. Devin, thank you so many times. I feel like I'm accepting an award, and that trophy is in the shape of Matt Smith. Uh, I also want to thank Matt Stein from the BBC, who uh, helped us navigate the day and who was super awesome. And I also want to remind you that the Doctor Who Christmas special is December 25th at 9 p.m. Eastern on BBC America. And now, episode 46, with the delightful, the charming, the Doctor Matt Smith.
0: Now entering Nerdist.com.
1: One of them did Party of Five. The other one did Mallrats.
0: Oh.
2: I've turned the recorder on because uh, Matthew and Janet are debating whether or not the London Hotel is owned by actor Jason London. (laughs) Or Jeremy London.
0: I maintain that it could only be Jason.
2: There we go. We're just waiting here now. Okay, everyone. We're waiting.
0: You know, a lot of people say that's the hardest part.
2: (laughs) I think just Tom Petty said that.
0: There's no way he wasn't quoting life.
2: As many of his songs did.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh.
3: Hello. Hey guys. Welcome. Hello. Wow, look, it's like a proper, it's like a proper <laughs> It radio. is,
0: well, it feels don't. Feels like it. Please don't it's be a your show. But it's definitely it's nice not. It's good to
3: meet you, Chris. Thank you for coming. Pleasure to meet you, though, you and Matt. Pleasure to um, meet you. This is my first ever podcast. Guys. What? Well, oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Welcome to the digital oh, no. era of Indeed. media. Indeed. I just, like, I always think of.
1: Ricky Gervais. Yes. As we all do. Yes, as we all
2: do.
0: Nobody does it like Ricky He did. The podfather
2: as he's... He he, he blew it up. That's Adam Curry. (laughs) That's not bad. He, uh, yeah, Ricky, uh, like his podcast was so successful and then he was like, I didn't make a dime. Off of this, and then so they turned it into a television show, and then they did. You make no money off them <laughs> originally, no. But didn't they sell? Didn't yeah, they bring it was in...
1: Just the first, the, the, like the fourth episode was him and Stephen Merchant complaining about if they had just charged a pound for each <laughs> one, they <It laughs> would have millions.
0: <laughs> Here's something that
3: more.
0: This is only something that I know. Other people agree with me on this. You when you just said Ricky alone, it suddenly you know when there's a person that you think of and their name is just one long name mm-hmm. like you like never Tom Hanks. separate exactly. Right. Suddenly, for the first time ever, I thought. His name is Ricky. Yeah, I like never I thought
2: of him that way. I yeah. never it thought of him that way, too. Ricky Gervais.
0: It's Ricky Gervais. It's true, it's right? It's not Ricky. Yeah. It's Ricky Gervais.
2: He, I, I just that's uh, an interesting. Don't you think
0: they're just some people mm. whose name you're always drinking? Mm. I think
2: even Rita Wilson says, "Hey, Tom Hanks, when when you go to the yeah. store, can you pick up some Cheerios?" Rita
0: Wilson's another one.
2: Yeah, that's true. You're right. right. Rita. I mean, you're Her Wilson. name's
0: Rita. No, you think Rita Moreno when you think yeah. the right. name Rita? Um,
2: yeah. Matt Smith, welcome to our, our wee little podcast. Hey. it's so
0: nice of you to do
2: this. No, you're I'm busy. It's a complete pleasure. It's a podcast, my first one. It <laughs> is your it's first podcast. podcast. Yes. This is great. So hopefully, this will uh, start you in the dark descent of the podcasting world, and we can sell it for a pound. Yes Yes. Well because no one you know I mean the podcasting it's still I still almost feel ashamed to say like Will you be on my podcast because it sounds like it sounds like you're saying like my mom will
3: pick us up and we'll do it in the basement and <laughs> no, I've got an I was Atari. Really Look, you've got like full on old school 50s mics. Yes, right? yes, yeah. we've got swanky mics yeah. and if it mic it makes stands. you feel better
0: to do this as though you're just stick your finger
2: your in your ear. Right, so okay, you nice. so
0: better feel free okay, as cool, in the cool. 1940s. Yeah, sure. So
2: we have uh, we have a little bit of time with you and uh, I, first of all Fantastic job.
3: Fantastic oh, man, job. Thanks, because yeah. you're a big Who fan, aren't I'm a you? huge Who fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All of us so are. it's uh, it's it's always quite nerve wracking when you meet Big Who fans cause you know either they're gonna go well done, right? <laughs> <laughs> or or, yeah, or, and, and what they're actually doing is going well done. <laughs> right. See, my gags are my physical gags are wasted on on a podcast. <laughs> so he happened? made
0: a stabbing, motion, a stabbing were motion. Stabbing Chris.
3: We should do it like a radio
2: play. Yeah, stabbing yeah. yeah. motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then some a foley artist. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I'm
3: look, we've got like tin things and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's paper, a gorgeous yeah. room. Will happen. Oh. You might. I'm sure.
2: How quickly did it? How long did it take before people came up like the hardcore Who fans and said things like. Now, um, in the end of time, you pulled your, uh, yeah, yeah. it's a screwdriver out, but in
3: the next scene, it wasn't like yeah, are, are people asking yeah. you like continuity questions. I know that. I mean, here's uh, like my one rule is stay off the internet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not a bad rule. Uh. Don't so go
3: near the internet. Cause my, you know, my heart's frankly too sensitive and supple to cope. <laughs> um, and, and you know, I think Germany people have been really quite uh, responsive and quite kind and quite open actually. And, and, um so uh but yeah i mean the continuity stuff is interesting and they pick up on the weirdest stuff in fact right oh god i'm about to do something really ghastly now but in episode 1 the um 11th hour uh, i'd be interested to see who's picked up on this this is a continuity exclusive um <laughs> i um i'm wear- i'm wearing two jackets basically i'm not but there's a there's a scene at, at the end of the episode i think where i'm plinking and plonking on all the uh all the sort of all the TARDIS equipment. I'm Mm -hmm. like, and you know, the TARDIS is about to fly off and the music's rising and they've got a different jacket to the one I'm wearing in the episode on. because I wore two, one was stolen by the angels and it's, it's, it's a different one. Oh, you've just ruined the entire series. I know, right?
0: How can we possibly? what is a TARDIS? (laughs) (laughs) We we wanted to have someone on who would make everyone look stupid.
2: How about this? Even, even, even better. There are probably forums who are like, that think that the jacket represents some sort of a cross-dimensional thing. Like, they've
3: created a whole story uh, around, uh, yeah. around the separate jacket. About what it means, because it's a different Doctor coming in from a different time in a different jacket, which it sort of <gasps> could, it be, could be, couldn't
2: it? But I almost feel like this is the type of show where Stephen moffat would go back and justify
3: that somehow totally like, but now it really irritates <laughs> yeah. him because i told him he's gonna hate me for doing oh. this because now you watch it guys i can see that and it really irritates Eating me. away at at yeah, me yeah yeah
2: yeah <sighs> so were you I'm, I'm sure people have asked you this question a million times but you know did you watch the show growing up i mean did it did...
3: well it's like an um it's horrible because i feel like i'm churning out the same answer but it it's it's a true one um I was part of that rather barren age where they took it off the TV, the Mm -hmm. BBC, stupidly. So I didn't have it on the TV when I was growing up, you know. It was only when Chris Eccleston came back. I mean, I I had references of it. I had, it was, you know, repeated on, we've got a channel called UK Gold. It was sort of repeated on that. And I remember, you know, a sort of strange old man. It was William Hartnell, weirdly, Mm -hmm. running down a corridor. Uh, (laughs) And then I think Pertwee, I've got vague recollections of, and Tom Baker and the scarf and so so because yeah, it's embedded in your fabric as a British person somehow, mm-hmm. so you know I, I I was aware of it, but it wasn't on the TV, and I was robbed of it as a child. I want to be eight and frightened) <laughs>
2: Oh, the Tom Baker episodes because they show them on public television yeah. when I was a kid yeah. they scared the shit out of me like really? I couldn't I could. the music was terrifying it was you know like a lot of it just looked like this black box theater and then some creepy person in a mask yeah. would come out did like, you watch it as a kid then I watched it a little bit as a kid but it really did it really did freak me out really? it really freaked yeah, me out when I, I was a little kid
0: My, I think my experience is similar to yours in that it's all sort of nebulous and kind of in the back it's thrust like of my brain because it's my parents watched it Yeah, yeah. so I have memories of like kind of sneaking out because I knew they were watching television after I was meant to be in bed and I would sneak out and sort of Creep out and watch it and become terrified, and then not be able to reach out to them because I was disobeying by even sneaking out and mm, watching yeah. it. So I had to like go back to it and be like, I'm a bad kid and I'm terrified. Uh, yeah, it's like, a of pain, but I don't remember it? plots or anything like that. <laughs> I just, that. I just remember just it being kind
1: of... not as funny as Monty Python, which was on right before it. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: yeah. I remember yeah, everything hour. not being as funny yeah. as Monty Python.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, well, the,
2: the, the Hartnell episodes, though, a lot of them were destroyed, right? They don't even exist anymore. Oh, really? I think they, I think it was during a period of time where they like years de- decades ago they just they didn't think about reruns they didn't oh, think yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. The so they have the audio of them now they basically just recorded things no on way. flammable material yeah. that way. No, really? so I think there are a bunch of episodes yeah. that have never been seen since. oh that's such a shame
0: when you said destroyed for a second I was thinking like a Fahrenheit 451 yes situation yes the
2: government thought that it was yeah, yeah. Um, so uh what sort of comedy influences did you have growing up? Were you more of a comedy person? Yeah,
3: well, like Peter Sellers is my all-time hero, the Pink Panthers. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I watched a lot of that stuff before I did Who. Um, because, you know, what's 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 so incredible about Peter Sellers is in when he's playing Clouseau is uh, how, how familiar are you with them? Pretty familiar. You know, so say either... Uh, like, you know, the Globe or the Snooker Cues. You know, when he, 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 he gets mm-hmm. all the Snooker Cues, he never apologises for his recovery. <laughs> right. So he'll do something mental. <laughs> and then, like, act like, you know, like, act, nothing's happened. And so he, he, he is... And then, I, I don't know, just so, so much of his stuff is... is um, he's a huge influence. Python, of course. And a British show called uh, Some Mothers Do Have em, uh, which... Yeah, it's about a guy it. called Frank Spencer and, and um again it's just a sort of wonderfully brilliant comic performance. Um, uh, so yeah, but I, I mean I'd say kind of Peter Sellers primarily is, is, is someone that I've really consciously looked at and studied, you know.
2: That's pretty fa- that's pretty fascinating. I think I think Peter Sellers would have made a a really interesting doctor.
3: Oh he'd have been the best. Yeah. He'd have been amazing. He'd have been really, truly brilliant, I think.
2: Because he has a natural yes. coldness about him, yeah, too. Yeah,
3: yeah, totally has a coldness about him, and, and a real, you know, I think his, I think the darkness of Sellers would have been really interesting. As, you know, because that's what interests me about the Doctor, is that actually, look at the blood on the man's hand, 900 years, countless... Very selfish choices. (laughs) And he's literally blown planets up, his own race, you know, Mm -hmm. that's all on his hands. Which is why I think he has to make silly jokes and wear a fez, because if he didn't, he'd hang himself.
2: That is the eternal comic comic struggle.
3: Yeah. I I have to crack jokes
2: so that I don't shoot myself in the face.
0: That's actually something that I had kind of wanted to ask was the idea of, you know, obviously if you get a movie role where It's sort of cut and dry in that, you know, listen, this takes place in the 1950s. He's an opium addict. His, you know, you kind of create the backstory of what his parents were like because that's not in the script and do your research and then we start principal photography and go. Yeah. Versus coming into something like this where you've got other actors who have done it. You've got other takes on the same character. How much of that? Almost 50 years worth of actors who've done it. How much of watching those performances folds into you know, Yours. Your, your work as an actor on on the research or just the kind of backstory or the stuff that's going on in your mind when you're not.
3: Mm. Well, I mean, I mean, my choice was that you can't allow any of it to because it has to be completely singular. And actually, when I auditioned for the part, I hadn't really seen an episode. <laughs> that I might have actually served you pretty yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I, and I then went back and watched all of David's stuff and all of Chris's stuff and then went back and, you know, when it dived in, I mean, I haven't watched everyone, but I've watched, I've watched a lot, you know, and, and, um, <laughs> um, and but, but, you know, but that was purely choice because it's like any sort of great, well, to me, it was quite nice because I became a fan do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then suddenly and then and then it was quite worrying because the magnitude of it started to dawn <laughs> <laughs> of what it actually was you know and and uh but it it has to be very kind of singular the doctor i think it's it's sort of like hamlet on the television it has to be your interpretation and your way and your madness you know because he's mad and and uh, in a great way in a in a sort of sane way but so and but, but it but it, it it had to be very singular and and you know, and of course there was great contention about my age and things like that, and so I couldn't pay attention to anything else mm-hmm. apart from, you know, to my own choices.
2: Well, I think one of the one of the interesting things, I think you did exactly what you should do with a character like this. First of all, brilliant mechanism on the part of the BBC for like, well, we can make this show go on forever because we'll just keep... Casting it over yeah. and over it's, again. It's, it's
3: a great format. It's, you know, and also, you know, brilliant. Uh, it, it's the best TV format I think there is because you're not bound by logic, time, spatial <laughs> genre. Right. You know, and so it's it, it's boundless. It, it's it's the, limitless. It's the
1: craziest thing. Like, I, I got it when I watched the Christopher Eccleston episodes when the first episode takes place in modern day London and the second episode during the year 5
2: billion yeah so you yeah. have to blow up and i'm like holy shit <laughs> yeah i know i had <laughs> the same
1: you want to do I, had the, I had the same when i watched yeah.
2: i watched the first episode with chris rackson i was like okay yes. and i watched the second episode <laughs> and i was like shut the fuck up. Like
0: I couldn't even
2: wrap my mind around it. I was calling people like, they're watching the planet. Like It, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. it, was, and it was incredible. It's
0: funny, to, it's funny to to sort of see what appeals to different types of fans because with all the ones that we've watched together, he knows that, and we have a dear friend who's a huge, huge fan who our friends Gabe and Etta, who go to the conventions and right. are actually some of those brilliant people we know in, in terms of their minds. But... I always am the one that's like I like when they go back in time and meet historical figures like yeah. that's sort yeah, of what feels yeah, yeah. to me and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. when they're really somewhere completely alien that feels sort of cold and empty I tend to sort of shut off cuz yeah. I go for the sort of emotional stakes That's of, a good good. one. Well,
2: you have a, do you have a preference between, you know,
3: like interdimensional or planetary or historical? I know, you know, I kind of love them all. You know, and that's that's a bland answer, but it's true because I mean, I think that's the virtue of the show, but it is, there's something wonderful about feeling very close to the concept of time and time travel and the TARDIS. And just filming on the TARDIS every day, I mean, that's one of the great virtues of playing this part, is that actually it's me in the whole world that gets to be really close to the notion and go, ah, listen, hey, really hot chick with red hair. Come with me. Come with me. Why? Just come. Get in my space yeah. van. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, um, and you know, it's you get to just, yeah. I'm very, and it's because it, it's such a brilliant, romantic, glorious notion, time travel, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. such a wonderful thing in concept, and 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 uh, so to be close to it, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's a virtue of the show. I like them both because you know, just practically on a film set, it's you know, all the futuristic stuff can be really fun and interesting, the crazy monsters, and then you go back and you visit. Vincent Van Gogh. Uh-huh. And he was, oh man, Tony Karam was the best. He we, was he's a good, fantastic he was, actor. Yeah. We had a yeah, wrestle. In everything we, <laughs> we had a wrestle. As the Doctor and Vincent, I won. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever interview him, you've got to ask him about it. We've been for a few glasses of Vino, and uh, Karen was there. It was, this all sounds a bit sordid. It wasn't. It was purely because he's a kind of a method actor. So he was picking up chairs and stuff, going, just being all Vinny. And, um, <laughs> We
2: had a wrestle. Now for a second, I thought... <laughs> you said method actor. For a second, my brain jumped to... I thought you were saying, he's a meth addict, so he's very <laughs> no, hard no, to no. take down. Yeah. I don't think
0: so, that's yeah. what he was saying. I don't
2: think that's what he was saying. <laughs> um, what, so when you're, uh, when you're on the TARDIS and you're shooting, is it, I mean, is, it, is it sort of like a standard set where it's like, yeah, some of the levers are held on with duct tape and they're shooting around, so yeah, like, yeah, what, is, mean, what is the actual set?
3: It's, um... I like... Why haven't you been to visit? I You're just got goes. an invitation a yeah. second ago. Yeah, come and visit, man. I absolutely will. You really should. I will it's, fly out there and I will
1: do that, and then I will go on Bargain Hunt.
2: Yeah, <laughs> okay, give up Bargain Hunt, all right? <laughs> okay, it's not really coming right. back. Bargain I just Hunt. It back a no <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. It's a favorite show, it's <laughs> sure. Bargain Hunt. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll it the Is I that the one it. with David Dickinson? It used to be. It's Tim now. Oh, Wanakot. Show really changed. After they regenerated the host on Bargain Hunt. Should uh, we ask
1: him about my theory that James Bond is a time lord? Yes, he has, a, he has a theory that it's James brilliant. Bond oh God, is a time lord. And, and
3: like the shows are going to sort of marry up one day. Well, I just think
1: that the British government has done something to the time lord. To really? forget that he's a time lord and, and they then just work for the government. And that explains, and that explains all the different wow. iterations
3: of James Bond. That is, that is a lot it's of time on. your hands.
0: wonderful. <laughs> I love that. Sad, I, I sadly have. I love it.
3: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. But, you know, kind of for me... Maybe a controversial choice and probably quite a self-proclamatory one, but I think the doctor's cooler than James Bond. He is, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. James Bond. He, well, I mean, he, don't uh, get me wrong, James Bond. You know, hats off, brilliant.
0: He tipped know. his imaginary hat. Yeah. Yes,
3: <laughs> but uh, but you know, he hasn't got. A, he's not a time lord. I would rather no. have a
1: Tardis than an Aston Martin.
3: Hell yeah!
2: Yes. M- I would rather have a sonic screwdriver than cufflinks that can <laughs> yeah. stun a person. Well, that's not what I, I want. And I, you hand hand know, yeah. sometimes.
3: Yeah, and I'd rather be strangely flummoxed by women than, 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 <laughs> to, <pick them> <laughs> than to just sexually yeah. conquer all yeah, of them. Yeah,
2: because the doctor's just like, uh, what do I do with you? I don't know. You're a woman. Well, no And they is. are
0: both holding women at a distance. It's true. They're yeah. dark because souls. Because they can't... Well, no one... I mean,
2: anatomically, you know, the doctor has a, has a binary circulatory, a binary heart sure. system. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. We don't know anything about his reproductive system. We no. have no idea. No. What's 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 under there? Until now,
0: Matt. Until now. <laughs> <laughs> no well, pressure.
3: Yeah. Um, uh, that's his Stephen Muffett question, I think. And he'd give you a really zingy interesting question. I'm sure answer there would be as well. an answer for that. he would like Stephen. He'd like you, I think. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh, we yeah, were yeah. really excited when he when when he sort of became
3: Oh he's yeah, the best. we we love the, the man, best. He's the, the best, man. man. He's the best there Since is. We
0: loved his episodes so much. Yeah, the Muppet yeah. episodes
2: during the during the tenant years were like, holy shit, these I know. are yeah. like mind bendy. And the
0: other stuff he's done, I mean like the yeah. and the, the Jekyll and Hyde thing. Tintinny's I
3: think just much done, much done before, as well yeah. for Spielberg. Yeah. And, yeah. Did you did I read correctly you auditioned for Sherlock? Yeah, I went in and auditioned for Dr. Watson because Benedict had been cast as Sherlock already, and and, uh, clearly I'm more Sherlock than I am Watson. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, the Doctor is space Sherlock. Everyone I think understands that. And 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 uh, and so, needless to say, I didn't get it. And and, uh, but then, like two days later, I got a call saying, "Do you want to audition for the Doctor?" And Doctor, I was like, "What?" (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really, yeah, Really? And, you know, it was really interesting because I was just like, well, I'm never going to get this. Well, what, what the hell? Yeah, of course. It's
0: such a great way to go into something, though. Yeah. Like you said, you sort of didn't feel that weight and no. the anxiety of it and got to do your thing. I,
3: you know, I just read it and was like,
0: whoa, this guy's
3: amazing. He, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe that, that heritage wasn't sort of pounding down until I got the job. <laughs> and then it was.
2: Um <laughs> What was the audition process like? I mean, did they did they did they just write a generic scene or did they give no, you tenant scenes me or new
3: scenes? Episode one. They mm-hmm. gave me episode one and, and, and two scenes to learn, but you got it like two days before, and you can't tell anyone. Um and you know, I, I tell everyone this this story, but God bless my mother, because she I had a, a sort of a coloured scarf at university. And anyway, when David announced that he was leaving, she t- she she texted me saying, You should be the next doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. And and um yeah. So then I got the audition and I rang her and she said, see, I said, well, I haven't got it yet. And she said, well, no, you probably won't get it. And I said, well, yeah, I probably won't, you know, um,
2: but I did. Kudos to your mom. I mean, I get those calls from my mom sometimes where she's like, <laughs> yeah. you should be on this. Larry King's leaving. Could you? Yeah, yeah if you could take yeah. over, I'm like, mom,
3: it's not, I'm never going to. You could take over from Larry. Hasn't Piers Morgan yeah, yeah. taken Piers over? Piers Morgan's taken over for Larry yeah. When does yeah. that start?
2: January, I
3: think. I think... Because uh, I saw him last night with Rumsfeld. I think it was on... It was it last night or something? No, it wasn't Rumsfeld. I
2: think at some, some point, Larry King goes back to his home planet. He's clearly not human. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's mostly dust on the inside. He just uh, ties his
3: <laughs>
1: suspenders to something hard and just launches himself into <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I have to go back to my home planet now. Here's
2: Piers Morgan. And then he just vanishes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, wow. Oh. It'll be a fitting end to Larry King. <laughs> Indeed. Um... What was so amazing to me was to see that uh, pretty quickly after you took over the show, I posted this video on my site of you closing Glastonbury with Orbital. Yeah. (laughs) And 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 what was so amazing to me about that, it was just looking at your face and then just sort of seeing like, you know, a a few months ago, this wouldn't have happened. And now here's this guy and you're soaking in and you see like, Forty thousand people. I know.
3: Oh no! Oh no! And they are playing the Doctor Who <laughs> <playing> <laughs> Now, were you playing the keyboard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should I not tell the people? Yes. The quotes? No. Oh. No. Yeah. No. Do. Yeah. I was doing quotation marks because uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was itchy or something? Was it a I don't know. player yeah.
0: keyboard like it a player
3: was, piano? But I mean, they, that it just came about because I, I I met those guys at Coachella, you know, mm-hmm. the music festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm and they're just massive Doctor Who fans and they were like "whoa you're Doctor Who" And I was like "you're the dude from orbital <laughs> <laughs> how do you <laughs> know yeah yeah and they were like yeah kind of and I was like oh, cuz I just haven't I have a friend who's really into them and um and then yeah we just got talking they were like we we we're we're, we're, uh, we're going to close glastonbury do you want to come on? <laughs> and we, but we planned for me to come up on a plinth and come out the TARDIS uh-huh. in full costume. But there was, you know, there's things that, I don't know with branding issues or sure, something. Sure. I don't know, so you can't. But um, uh, but yeah, that it, that, it, it was one of those sort of once in a lifetimeers. It was it was
2: amazing, and I, I love like, and that was the other reason that because I was enjoying your work on the show, and then that's when I kind of felt like. Ah, I think I like this guy as a person because really? you you, you, you just seemed
3: so like you were so earnest about it. It's like hello,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're,
3: but literally, I didn't want to do it. It took like my, my, my kind of girlfriend and my best friend to go go. <laughs> so I was like, it's it's, it's the last. Everyone's just going to go. Who the hell is this dude? Uh.
2: And uh, the British audiences can be a little harsh sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they but they seem to genuinely enjoy. That they, you, that yeah, you were they up there. they
3: kind of went with it, which was great. Yeah, uh, man. I'm, I shall never ever. Um, forget it. It was great.
0: Have you had other experiences like that, where you've sort of been jettisoned so quickly that somebody that you were a fan of, oh yeah, immediately absolutely. becomes your fan as well, and you're yeah. like, oh oh, I, you get to, we get to meet each other. Oh, sort of on the like this hello, hello, so, Michael Caine.
3: You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Richard Curtis, who I love as a writer, and he yeah. came and, mm-hmm. and you know wrote an episode of Doctor Who. Because what's great about Doctor Who is, and I think kind of one of the ways that we get loads of great people in the show is because they're kids. Yeah, They have 10-year-olds and 8-year-olds who are just like, make something I can watch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, it's sort of one of the reasons that we get. And I had a great moment in L.A., actually. Again, I sound really vain, though. No, you no, absolutely no. do not. Please, uh, not You absolutely arm. do not.
2: Uh, yeah, please, let's talk more about we wonderful asked you. moments we, you
3: that <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> we asked you. Oh, everyone. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, so I'm in a hotel. We come over here to promote the show, the first screening, which is, all you know, very nerve-wracking experience because... It's, you know, it's it's the first episode of this thing that we've all been working on so hard. And people were like, who's this young dude, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I'm in a hotel room and it was a lovely suite that I had. And there was these massive curtains. So I'm there and I just sort of went, oh, cool, check it out. Doom. And this was, and then on kind of sunset and there was a massive billboard. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I know that billboard. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. it was at the... Um, That hotel on Sunset, what's it called? Like near the
0: Standard or the... Yeah, yeah, it's just
3: one up, the Mondrian. The The Mondrian, Mondrian. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was outside there, and I was like... And I was on the phone to my mum at the time, and I was like, (laughs) mum, I'm looking at a billboard of myself. (laughs) And that was a pretty seismic moment, you know. And she was like, I told you, you'd have a billboard. Well, (laughs) yeah, you know, she was... Yeah, Yeah, those billboards,
2: I was so excited to see those billboards because, Mm. you know, up until this last season, I feel like the the awareness of Doctor Who has been largely word of mouth, and it's just been a lot of people... What? A for you. Oh, we've received a oh, wow. message. Wow,
3: Devin pops up We're out there. are being cool. haunted. That was, that was <laughs> really common.
2: We've received Whoa, a message. what's going on down there? There's, there's two. That would scare uh, the shit out of you if in the middle of the night and they can just pop on like that yeah. and tell Does you have a message. That could have been a message from the future, you guys. No, yeah. it's, I don't think it would have been It's River Song. <laughs> oh, wow. She's cool. Are we, uh, now, I know you can't really say anything no. about what's coming up on the show, but um, is. Are we going to get a better idea of what her deal is in the next, yeah. in the I, I, next I mean, cycle?
3: I think we are. I think, I think it's going to be pretty massive. Oh man, I, like, I it's, know it's so tough because I wish I could tell you, like episodes one and two, the ones that we've come out here to film, Stephen is, I don't know man, it's, I think it's the best monster since The Weeping Angel. I think actually it's better than The Weeping Angel. It's, it's on par with it. You want to see it, you want to see the thing. It's uh. the most hideous thing in the world. <laughs> but it's brilliant, it's so clever. And it's part of a really big arc. It's part of a really big story arc, which harks back to season five. But um, yeah, you know, the Doctor is, you know, he knows he's someone from her future, but who uh, drives us crazy? And, then, in the best and way. then they're breaking up the season into two
2: chunks yeah, next year, yeah, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so episode seven will be, as Stephen describes, the mother of all cliffhangers, which I haven't read yet. But it, I don't know, man. And Amy, there's something going on with Amy, man. It's crazy. There's something going on. It, it, it's, uh, it's, you know, and it's wonderful. He started like, it's what he's done with one and two is very clever. Very brilliant. He's, I just think he's, he, his mind baffles me constantly.
0: I, I bet.
3: Yeah. Because how, where'd you come up with this stuff? Right. You know, like all that time stuff, you know, the, it's the, so
0: intimidating to imagine having to think that way. For yeah. And just creatively. Like I, I would just be terrified.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a different it's a different way to think to yeah. cut through time because then you then you you step out of like lin- you step out of linear linear storytelling and you have to think of like multidimensional storytelling exactly. Yeah. You know, there's this there's this half human uh, uh, doctor on another dimension, and yeah. then there's Matt in the main one, and then there's other <laughs> even people. In the, even in the last two, it's like oh she has a drink, and then oh she goes back.
1: And I you know a
3: drink. It's like I know. What? Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm pleased you like all that stuff because kind of. You know, kind of people worry, that, uh, and they're like, oh, but it's too complicated for children and mm, stuff. And I think, no. no, you know, because it's kind of like The Simpsons. Absolutely. You know, kids get Something it for, 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 for where they get it, and then other guys get it for, you know, so it, it, it can operate yeah. on a lot of different levels. The now, th- texture is so now,
0: important for, for a great I show. Don't, like
3: I don't that. have kids because uh, they're a lot of work, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but but
2: I think it's great about the show is that it is a show that you could watch with your kids. Or your grandparents, yeah. and you can all appreciate something, and then, and, and then you can all bond about it. Yeah. And I, think that's, I think that's one of the brilliant things about it, is that it's entertaining for adults as well. Yeah,
3: I'll, well, I mean, I would hope so. <laughs>
2: yeah. It
1: is.
3: Yeah, yeah good.
2: Um, so, you, I was reading that you started out as a, uh, you, were, you were a football player. I was, yeah, yeah, Not Amer- yeah. Not America, we say American. I don't know why we call you American football soccer. football. American yeah. football is a dumb name for football
3: here, because uh, they don't really uh,
2: use their too. feet couple times but a couple times kick but the ball kick off, yeah yeah man. yeah and it's not field off. goals it's not like and like stuff like
3: soccer. I watched some last night man I was like I was yeah it was I watched some Is it baffling as American I don't watch American football I it's kind of baffling yeah it. I have no idea what's going on but um <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you know there was, was a, it was quite yeah yeah it was <laughs> yeah. I was entertained Philadelphia beat the Washington Redskins, is it? Ah, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That was, a,
1: that was a historic game because they scored the most
3: points. Points, the and NFL. the quarterback first was like amazing. Yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah this in dude. the NFL.
2: Uh,
3: it was like forty-nine or
2: 49 something. Forty-nine
1: points in the first half. Yeah, my, I anyway, still okay. don't, uh,
2: still not connecting with it. No. So, so you started up, you started off as a, as a as a footballer.
3: As a footballer, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then and then I, I, and got, then... I got injured and I had a teacher who encouraged me into acting. He cast me a play, and uh, and I didn't turn up. I just thought acting was for girls you know <laughs> i played football man it was like uh little did i know that it's quite the opposite <laughs> <laughs> it introduces you to girls um, and um yeah and 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 then you know i went to university and did a thing called the national youth theater and then uh did a couple of plays and stuff and got into it and 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 that's how it happened for me
2: it's funny what it was so funny like walking through parts of london and they're like no football jerseys like you're you're not allowed to wear oh
3: yeah uh, like if you you yeah 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 if you go to like if you go to Tottenham don't wear an Arsenal shirt yeah yeah for sure Yeah, that would be bad that's intense yeah I can understand that level of yeah man it's uh yeah god or if you go into like you know if you go to Manchester and you go in the wrong part you can't wear a Man City shirt or a Man United shirt it's uh
2: I would be killed instantly because I don't know any of those rules. I'd probably no. accidentally wear the wrong color.
3: Then you could go, look, man. I'm from. I'm from. I'm from the U.S. I have no idea. And what then you're they talking would about. kick the shit out of me twice as hard. <laughs> yeah. So I'm either way. It's not gonna. <laughs> it's That's not gonna for be.
1: getting us into a war based on lies. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm apologizing now.
2: Are you? Are you pretty much work? Like, what's your what's your shoot schedule for the show? Or do uh, you work nonstop all year?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We work. Uh, we do what's called eleven day fortnight. So you do six days, five days, and you do. Seven till seven every day. If it's not a night shoot, you know, obviously that will be whatever. Mm-hmm. 12 till 12 or whatever, you know. And um, yeah, and we shoot for nine months a year. So we finish this series on the 20th of April. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, the, it's, it, it's the line learning. Really, that's the sort of, that's the really seismic part. Because obviously as a doctor, you're saying, you know. <laughs> this the, is a blah, 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 The contributions <laughs> of the thing, you know, it's mental kind of doctor speak. And so yeah. you can't blag that. You have to learn it. And uh, rhythmically, Stephen's very particular. And so it's, uh, you know, it, it is a lot of work, but...
0: Do you have do you have tricks? I mean, do you sort of have things that work for you better than others? and panic, just blind
2: panic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Always a good choice. Oh, i got to
0: learn it! <laughs> um,
3: yeah, no, no, but, you know, sometimes if there's loads and I'm struggling, I'll, I'll put it on a dictaphone and listen to it and just try and, you know, any way it goes in, really. Right. Um, but it does. It, you know, I've got... Quite good at learning lines.
2: I always marvel at that. Like when I watch, I loved Sherlock. By the way, yeah, it was brilliant. Was so right? it was so great. They're great, I know, right? And they did such a great job. But even watching like House, which is sort of the American's s- tribute to Sherlock, right? Well, it's um, Hugh Laurie, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah. whenever whenever, whenever you have a character, Laurie whenever, in whenever he's, oh, he's incredible, amazing, so right? You can get all the you can get all the um, the uh, Stephen Fry Hugh Laurie stuff yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, too. You Stephen Fry. But I met him the other day.
3: Did you? <laughs> yeah. I was really excited I was like wow you're
0: Stephen Fry yeah oh. and, he um, must
3: have known you yeah yeah he, he's a massive Who fan he's yes. a big Doctor Who fan man yeah yeah he loves it um, uh, but you know and we got talking about, about a writer that, uh, you know and, and he, I don't know he's, he's everything you'd want him to be Stephen Fry. I know. I follow him on Twitter. Like he's he's fascinating. Fascinating. I was just talking
0: about someone uh, with uh, talking with someone about Hugh Laurie yesterday, and I said something about oh, but you know, and he's British, and of course we all love those amazing British actors. And he was like, well, he's ours now. Like like, (laughs) America
1: has has claimed and
0: claimed Hugh Laurie for our own. Now, see, that
2: would get your ass kicked in a British drama academy the same way claiming a football team would. Like we try to claim Hugh Laurie as our own. That that wouldn't that wouldn't work out well. He's, but 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 that show is you know it's just like I love seeing strong intelligent strong. lead characters yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of characters yeah. that have to I I've never shoot watched people. House
3: that's bad isn't it you're, you're, No 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 it's that's not it's
0: okay you got plenty no. you got plenty You
3: seem busy people. you seem like well, you got a lot that. on your plate but, that. True Blood I couldn't put down man I, Yeah I did I, watch that too Did you not like it I did I did, I did no, like it I mean so I know it. I love vampires I've always loved vampires and and um I don't know I just it's just you know, hats off to you guys over here, the way you make television. It's, beautiful. you know, they do it very well.
2: Really? Because I always feel like British television does it better. Well, really? I do, because you guys... Sopranos, The Wire, True but Blood, But we always talk house, about I how... Mean,
0: I think I'm more interested in the in, in what the actors are permitted to do and how they don't get pigeonholed the same way as they do in America. I always complain about this to you, because... Someone you just said that to me, You can have Hugh Laurie doing House, and I think... It feels like all along the line getting the Shakespearean training, but also doing a lot of kind of farce stuff. And mm. I just feel like the opportunities, like we sort of look at even like Jane Austen or, or BBC kind of produced uh, based on a novel from the 1800s or what have you, will have the same cast as, you know, oh my gosh, Emma Thompson and Kenneth Branagh used to do a sketch together. Or yeah, da, da, yeah, da. Yeah, I mean, I just sure. find that so. I don't know. I'm so I- envious of that.
2: I'm more fascinated by British television because British television will just do six episodes of something and then never do it again Again, you don't
1: waste it I feel like like The Office is a great example of a show going on far longer than maybe it should have
3: The American American Office but I love The American Office but I watched a bit last night and I'm like, they had a baby? <laughs> Where does that go? <laughs>
2: that's that's what happens when you have to write so many
3: episodes so of television. And I listen, yeah. I love the American Office. I think because I was really worried because again, yeah. I guess as a British person you go, Whoa, that's that's that's, yeah. so, that's something that we made and it's really good and you gotta get that right. But then I think they smashed it. I think Steve Carell is brilliant. I think Dwight's yep. brilliant, yep. you know. Um and I think it was great. And I actually think the love story in that was really good when he went off and went to the other branch and everything. <laughs> yeah. um, but then, so I've missed loads, obviously, because they had a... And now it's, obviously, it's like, now I know. So I'm like on episode, on series three or whatever. Oh, really? or oh there's a so. the baby coming. So <laughs> right. I
0: think, yeah. you know, I always, but will pull through.
2: With, yeah. with
3: British television, I always feel like
2: as an actor in British television or a host in British television, you never have... Presenter. You never have... Thank you. You never have the. You never have the power that you know because you're like can I get a raise and they'll go uh,
3: actually we'll just recast you yeah, yeah, <laughs> or
2: we'll yeah. stop doing your series <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. you're like oh i'm sorry and i mean that's the great thing about american television is they reinvest they give you more money mm-hmm. every year it seems or so i'm told yeah. so if you get a hit you know they go true blood yeah have another million dollars and make it better yeah but i i just i think i think sh- the sh-
2: the like less Less episodes makes things more precious. Like if you watch any of Chris Morris's stuff, like Day to Day or yeah. Brass Eye, or Brass Eye's great, any of the it? amazing any of the Alan Partridge stuff, like the oh, fact that it didn't. T- of course, you Part- I'm Alan Partridge, right? Well, yeah, but isn't just, that incredible? It's incredible. Like the fact that like what oh. was so genius to me is just how they <laughs> would just do a new Alan Partridge series and change. The, the the surroundings of his life and then that would be like a couple years later like that to me is 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 a gorgeous way to do yeah. television
3: I love Alan Partridge I'm pleased you like Alan Partridge
2: I love Alan Partridge Still, yeah
3: like just just brilliant oh man I, I could talk about that a lot it's well great. Yeah, so do you, you do he, you know he's him? a big oh no no but I mean I mean you know that's Influences, an influence yeah Steve yeah. Coogan Dan Dan Steve Cougan, Dan Dan you he can't hear me Dan
0: <laughs> Dan <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, and he's so mean to poor old Lynn <laughs> He's great. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we've got some. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess we have got some 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 great sort of comic actors. I bet you could get Steve Coogan on who? I don't know, man. He's like oh, he's yeah. gone Hollywood, man. He yeah. he's in the big movies now. Really? What did I see with him? Was it, is he an Iron Man? No, not Iron Man. Um, he plays a really rich dude in something I watched the other day. I don't know what it was. Maybe I can't remember. Now. I don't know what he was in. was try- so uh,
0: funny in Traffic Thunder, though. I, he was yeah, incredible that's yeah. Thunder. Thunder. Last, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, that's not the last thing at all, but that's what I think of when I think of him. I, really quickly, I'm just for the nerds out there, which, of which I'm one. Mm-hmm. I do want to say, Matt, that you know the doctor would have known that there was a baby. It, yeah, and yeah. he would have just copped back and forth around episodes and it would have been fine with him because that's the way his life is. I know. So I want you to consider giving those earlier episodes a try because... true
3: say. A true say. The
0: doctor has a lot of information and yeah. he still goes through and conducts himself just fine. Just Shut puff. up and
2: push up your glasses, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let Janet. Um, I, have a, I have a couple... Um, first of all, when I started blabbing to the internet about how much I love the show... Mm-hmm. Um, it it's it they're the they're the things that get the most responses from people. Like the no, no matter what I talk about, whenever I talk about who, that's where people respond the most. Really, that's yes. interesting. So I sent out a thing last night on Twitter that said, "Oh, if you have a question for Matt Smith, put it on my website. I'll ask a couple of questions." Okay, cool. Not all of them were amazing questions, nope. but there were some good. There was oh, some, I'm sure, yeah, yeah, the yeah. ones that were interesting. Uh, a guy named Red J said, "Did you write fan fiction? Is that true?" Uh,
3: well, um, uh, it was kind of as a way to get into the, to, to playing the Doctor, I looked a lot at um, Albert Einstein, because I thought, who's, who's closest mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. man on the planet? Whose brain is... Because the Doctor is... And that's the brilliant thing about playing him. In every scene you do, whatever room you walk into, he is, head and shoulders, the cleverest person in there. <laughs> <laughs> Which gives you car plots to be anything you want. It's like, why well, yeah, I am, but I'm cleverer than you, so uh <laughs> Moving on... Um, And I thought so Einstein and so I looked a lot at Einstein and then I was in Egypt at the time um, and as just as a way you know I had lines to learn and stuff but I thought I didn't want to do that too early but I wanted to connect with it every day I wanted to touch base with the doctor so I wrote about him and Einstein uh, traveling and they were locked in a time box a thing I don't know it's this you know a thing a narrative thing in Egypt, uh, uh, with all the cleverest people I- that had that ever lived, uh, yeah. And so I just wrote short stories every day about Did these two. But I made Einstein sort of a, a bumbling womanizer <laughs> um, who the doctor loved and was totally endeared to. But like Cleopatra, you, like, you'd find him in bed with his trousers around his ankles, and he was and it. it was at the time that doc- the, the Einstein was um, developing the bomb. Uh-huh. And the doctor's like, look, you know, you can't do this. You can't do it. And it's him trying to dissuade him. And Einstein being like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> um, Why is this
2: not an episode? Yeah. yeah. No. Well,
3: actually, um, so, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, I sort of wrote. And uh, maybe I'll publish them one day. Oh, how that, did that, this I don't know, I know but about they're that. probably really know. bad. <laughs> this is the thing. that no. um, you know, they sound good in theory, but the execution's probably pretty, pretty bad.
2: I think it sounds incredible. I think look, if you if you just casually slipped it under Moffat's door oh, and didn't no put a way. name on it, <laughs> that's
3: not how it works. Moffat. <laughs>
2: that's
1: how it
3: works. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey Steve, no. I got an idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep it yourself, Matt. I love my lines. <laughs> <I think>. oh. <laughs> you, yeah.
2: Can we have dinosaurs on the show? Okay, oh, that's.
3: <laughs> I've way asked for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want dinosaurs, man. That can talk. Of course. Yes. Talking dinosaurs. Yeah. Of
2: course they're an alien species. Jurassic Park four. Yeah. Um, so uh, someone by the name of Ood Kiddo sure. wants to know course why not? Why not, right? Why not? I like I like that the Ood get hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get all hip. They are kind of hip though, yeah. Like, hey, I got my brain in my I got my secondary brain in my hand. Yeah. I'm tearing shit. Dressers. Um, how much influence
3: do you have on the scripts? Uh, uh, very minimal influence really I, it, it's um, because uh, also they tend to be brilliant do you know he's so you know he's so brilliant Stephen and I wouldn't presume to be able to do um, it, 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 you know the way he deals with structure and pace is incredible and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know so but you know obviously he's very open but uh, yeah you know I I I, I tend not to question the authority. <laughs> so there's not a lot of improv on this, set. No, there's none.
2: <laughs>
3: with other writers, there's more. <laughs> but with Stevens, I say as it is on the page, word for word, because yeah. it's 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 undeniably brilliant and rhythmically. And also, what's so interesting about coming back actually is that he's 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 really writing for me more and more. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he's making me funnier. I hope because he's you know he's playing into my clumsiness as a. As a as a human more. And it's um
0: What a compliment to have to start seeing it shaped. Yeah, exactly. That's great. It
3: is a compliment, isn't it? Yeah. So um no, none really. (laughs) (laughs) I am powerless. Um, let's see. Oh, uh here's a question. What is your favorite board game? says Patrick Rose. Good question. You won't know it. It's a game called Wembley and it's a football game that I played when I was a kid. And I was very possessive over, uh, sadly. Um, uh, and it's, it's, based, it's sort of gambling, essentially. Is. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but at chess, probably, is my favorite Chess? Game. Chess player? Yeah, a huge oh. chess player. I, I used to play competitive chess
2: in grade school. Did you?
3: Like, to the point where I can't oh, really play anymore. It's so annoying, you know, because I think my best friend, Nick, played competitive chess when we were young. And I was just like, you're going to chess club? Yeah. Yeah. you're going to, you're a yep. loser man like chess club and now he's really good and it's actually chess is, chess is war mm-hmm. chess is mind war and yeah. it's um i just find it the most brilliant game i love it
2: it was a dark like i would sit across from kids and it was one thing to get picked on by a jock cuz they would just punch you in the chest yeah but but to be but to be uh to try to be mind uh Morped by someone you're sitting across from, by they're, they're trying yeah. to, yeah, yeah. they're trying and to
3: get into your head. Those are the best villains, saying right nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> stare. I, like, I don't take my eyes off the board, man. I don't. But I'm, I, I take ages. So if I was playing properly, you know all this stuff, With the stuff. The clock. clock I'd, yeah. be, I'd be down. Yeah. And they think it's I'm trying to sabotage it, but. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so many people are so happy that you just said chess oh really? yeah I mean really yeah. oh chess Fan, is the, the greatest game absolutely
2: someday maybe we'll sit down and play a game of chess yeah, that would be nice,
3: I inside, it. The be nice. <laughs> inside the tortoise that would be nice on set on It's right, visit not with the three of us scare em. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's gonna be great huh? <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> and then we'll be best
2: friends and then we'll buy a house in the English countryside I gotta go I gotta go <laughs> and we'll catch up on we'll the office uh, yeah. and then we'll grow turnips <laughs> we'll grow turnips Matt. um So, uh, someone named Stephen wants to know when is Christopher and his kind coming to the states? The the, 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 the Christopher
3: Isherwood. It's released in January, and uh, I would hope it would come out. I was asking Devon earlier. I mean, I hope it comes out over here. I would like it to because I I came out to visit um, Don Bacardi, Mm -hmm. who was Christopher Isherwood's partner. Mm -hmm. He's an artist, Um, and uh, so I, I would hope it would come out over here, like January, February. You know. Yeah, I would hope so.
2: Cool. Well, maybe 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 PBS will pick it up, or they'll yeah. at least make it available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or well, BBC America, BBC maybe, America, maybe? Uh, after Bargain
0: Hunt, hopefully. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is top on their list for sure.
2: Um, let's see. I think I. Uh, oh, here's one more question from Jeddah? Will we see the Fez returning anytime next season? Now, I know you can't give, give away any away. spoilers.
3: Um, will we see the Fez? Um, perhaps we. Uh, what can I give you away? That's interesting. Maybe not a Fez, but maybe something akin to a Fez. (laughs) What? What? Yeah. A giant... Falls. Uh, <laughs> the uh, What is it Yeah the Fonz <laughs> The Fonz is gonna Oh
2: man no, The Henry Winkler You just He'll blew start. my mind oh, You just blew Whoa. my mind He'd punch the Stardust With his hand No the Doctor goes To Happy Days Happy Days,
1: Days. Holy oh. crap
2: That's Oh wow
3: Ron Howard You think Ron Howard Wouldn't be
2: on board for that He oh, would be, be so on board He, he for could that. direct Ron if direct. you're listening Come and direct Please who. Ron Howard Who probably doesn't Listen to my show uh, That would be incredible Wow, that was probably be cool, doesn't yeah. listen to them. Of course, he does. Well, Ron, Howard <laughs> Ron Howard's busy. <laughs> do you have? Do you have? Are you going to have time to? Because uh, now I would imagine like offers are probably rolling in, but I'm sure you're pretty tied up with Doctor Who. Literally,
3: yeah. I mean, I've been batting Spielberg away. The lot. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> it gets to, it. It gets tiring. I say, Ron. No, uh, I won't be. He no, was yeah.
0: crying on the phone. <laughs> crying. <laughs>
3: Um, I know I mean I don't know really it was nice to do Christopher which was different and uh, you know I hope to do something interesting in my next gap uh, you know it's sort of in between who series and stuff so uh, of course it does open doors though being the doctor and playing mm. a part that, that, that has that sort of profile so it, it affords you opportunity but it's not as though you know I've got people going, please be in my film.
0: <laughs> well, it's got profile, but it also has substance, which I think is so yeah. great, because You feel like there are high-profile roles you could get trapped into that wouldn't necessarily show off mm. the breadth that, that the doctor does. And yeah. I'm
3: just, you know, I'm really fortunate. I, I don't wish to bang on about it, but to have Stephen, who, you know, for my money, is he's the best in England. He's the best, you know? He's the best. He's the. He is... Yeah, he... I I just think he's unparalleled and unmatched in his inventiveness and particularly in the way that he interprets the doctor.
0: Mm -hmm. Agreed.
2: And I also, I do want to, because I'm sure you're going to be doing a lot of interviews here, but just in general, I want to apologize on behalf of everyone who uh, takes the opportunity to ask you a lot of questions about Karen.
3: Oh, no. no. (laughs) Because I
2: I've worked on a show in America with a an attractive girl, and then for years, just like, hey, what's going on there? I'm like, please stop asking me questions really? about that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, it's a uh, But I mean, I don't away. really,
2: I don't really, I don't really, I don't really have one other than, like, you know, or, or, did, did you guys form a fast friendship, or? It was, or, it
3: was really interesting. I mean, I mean Karen is, um, she, she, she She's a true force of nature, that woman, it, it, girl, strange praying <laughs> mantis thing. <laughs> um, um, but we're great friends. I, I, like I find her, she's one of the few people in the universe that makes that makes me sort of laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it, you know it's been just wonderful to see how much she's evolved. I think as a, as a as a as an. I mean, you know, we both have and we've done it together, and so that obviously creates something which is undeniable for the rest of your life but I think we got better actually and I think it took us a couple of months to sort of understand each other but now we're flying and, and we have great chemistry and, it, and, and it's all quite instinctive Um. We call it the old Smith and Gillen. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. <laughs> the old chat shows us every oh We'll just get the old Smith and Gillen out, will <laughs> It's all very uh, self-proclamatory. Um, but she's uh, yeah. She's genuinely very funny and and and, and 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 takes it all. She has a you know. She doesn't take herself too seriously. She's very beautiful, doing very well. Uh, and I, I saw her do something in an episode which I can't talk about. But I saw her do it, and I went, oh my god. You're going to be an action hero.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah.
3: She swings around with something, which I can't tell you what that thing is. But I was like, "You're going to be that that action hero, you know, yep. leading yep. late. to the, be the f- Yeah, She swings him around. he's, yeah. he's a weapon. Yeah. Well, yeah. Matt, much to the dismay of the
2: listeners, I think it, we are about uh, at, at our at our time point with you. Yeah. Have we? Have we? Oh, yeah. I don't. I just it. don't want to keep you. We're both doing the Craig Ferguson show I know show that's today.
3: exciting. I don't know what to expect. It's uh, Ferguson uh, is. Is he cool? He he he, uh, he
2: he seems really cool. I've watched be- his stuff. He's literally one of the best people I know. Really, I, he's been on the podcast b- before, and we bonded over our love of 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 Who. And uh, when I first started, I go on a show about once a month, and I, you know we would just talk about Doctor Who. Really, and uh, and then it just became this thing that we had. So so he called, and he was like. You know who's going to be on the show on Tuesday, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I think I know. Yeah and, uh, yeah, and then so we asked if I wanted to come on, and so well, it's
3: it's cool. Yeah, it's uh it's exciting, and it's just great for for kind of Doctor Who. Really, it's good. It's you know, it's cool that we're filming out here. But so, I mean, you guys like the new carnation of 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 Who, do you? Not, I love it, and and, good. and, well, and what, so.
2: what's what's so interesting about it, and sort of what I touched on earlier is that you did exactly I think what was supposed to happen which is you just did your own you, you, did, you, you did
3: your take on it Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, it's, yeah. and it's such a
1: it's it was
2: so weird because like, I was such a tenant fan and
3: yeah. I was like wow yeah. oh, he's I'll a brilliant it. doctor yeah. though yeah, David's so, so, so great
1: and uh, as soon as I saw
2: you I was like alright I can do it. and then I was like
1: oh I'll get it oh, this yeah. is very good, good. Yeah. my friend Scott m-
2: Addison put it my friend yeah. Scott Addison and I were talking about it um, r- like right after the first or second episode and he said the thing that is so great about Matt is that um, he? You even though, like on the outside, he looks like a young dude. Yeah. He plays the character like he is nine hundred yeah. years old. Like
3: you can feel
2: yeah. the depth and the
1: age in so. him. That's yeah. a
3: lovely observation yeah. because that's yeah. I think probably consciously something I aimed for.
1: There's always something <clears like throat> when I'm watching you as Doctor Who. There's always you feel like there's always something you're thinking. Like there's always something else in your head. Yeah. Like this, this the weight of the universe. I right? hope so. And it's just like
2: I don't know. How, dumb, I don't know dude. how you like the dichotomy of you're able to play a character that is a, a boyish old man, mm. which is, is
3: incredible. But only the Doctor can be that. Only right? the yeah. Doctor, yeah. and it's so. That's why James Bond. No way, Doctor. <laughs> <don't> well,
0: <laughs> yeah. your your performance sort of is is a microcosm of the show on the whole, which is that balance of light and dark, mm. which is so hard find and to get to. It has the gravity that it needs to have for the kind of legacy of it and all the stories and as you said all the blood on their hand, on, mm. on, on the various doctors' hands but it also was something that you could watch with your kids that, that is fun and energetic and sweeping musical scores and action and bright and humor and yeah, maybe, uh, that's maybe really hard to do maybe we've
2: cried
3: once or twice during the oh,
1: yeah. show oh, I mean I don't know.
2: just I, saying yeah. yes. maybe
3: I would just like to add to the producers of James Bond I'm sorry for being dismissed <laughs> uh, please consider me for any upcoming villains <laughs> <laughs> I think you could be a Bond. Uh, I just oh I know I don't know I mean fun to be a be a maybe a villain, villain though a villain, villain, villain a Bond oh, villain, a Bond oh, villain so, yeah. would, would would be fun. I think I think yeah. seeing
2: if MGM ever gets their shit together.
3: I
1: know
2: MGM if they ever do <laughs> gets out of another seat, mm. yeah you would be you would be an amazing Bond villain. But I, but I but I, there's no question in my mind that that you're gonna have a wonderful career um, as an actor thank like you very much. like even beyond Who and uh, and thank you so much for for keeping the show fun and interesting and I know you know like I uh, people. Because, you know, like, you know how nerds nerds get about certain things that they get used to, and I expected, like, oh, there might be, for this poor guy, there might be a lot of tenant backlash, and mm. I, I saw none. It was, like, everyone just uniformly was like, this guy is great, like, yeah. right from the get-go.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, of, of course, you know, and, I mean, rightly so, everyone became very attached to, to um, you know, to Dave playing the role, um, because he was a brilliant doctor, but... but uh I think it's one of the great virtues of that particular part that it, it, it can change, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to... I don't know. I mean, as I say, people on the whole have been very positive and kind, and, of course, but, you know, I don't i don't go on the internet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's always going to
3: be some guy who's like, what?
2: John Pertwee is the only doctor <laughs> yeah, ever. ever. <laughs>
3: Why do I have to see that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it just... Yeah, hey, there we are. But thanks for having me on the podcast.
2: <laughs> Matt Smith, it was an extreme
3: Special. pleasure. I'll see you tonight. I will see you tonight on the yeah, Craig Ferguson yeah, show. Yeah, we, will, we will have fun. I hear he We're has a
0: dollar. We're all Thank you, thank you. Yes. Shaking, shaking hands. hands. hands.
2: Shaking hands. There we are. Matt Smith, that is the end of the podcast.
0: And you did not eat all the cookies.
2: Oh, I know,
3: I know. But I have been thinking about them for like the past 10 minutes. Oh, Actually seeing that one there, annoyed. me. you. said he always <laughs> thought there was something else bite. going on in his head. Yeah, yeah now you
0: know so it's cookies. Yeah. It's cookies. Enjoy your burrito, America. Woo!